and I, and I'm not, I'm not going to say never, but, um, it's definitely not something I ever have the desire to do like right now. Dizwins Radio episode 557 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. guys, uh, if you're like me, as, as you're going to find out as we get into uh, today's episode a little bit farther, um, I, could, I could use a little bit more plant nutrition in my life. A, a few more vegetables, uh, probably pretty good on the fruits, right? Fruits are a little easier to eat than veggies, but uh, certainly the greens is an area that uh, my diet could be improved upon. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if we're, if we're going to be honest, maybe a little bit more uh, roughage, maybe a little bit more greens would help uh, with the running as well, right? The the recovery process, maybe just be, being a better runner, be, being more healthy, all of those things. And uh, one of the th- one of the things that I'm trying to do to add a little bit more green to my diet is uh, incorporate energy bits on a regular basis. So if you're unfamiliar with energy bits, they're uh, tabs of algae, organically grown, naturally produced uh, algae tabs that are just full of vitamins, nutrients, minerals, all of the, all of the things that, uh, that, the, that the vegetables bring to our diets that our bodies need. Um, and for someone like me, that's a little bit short on veggies. Uh, it's, it's a good little option to get some of those, uh, vitamins and minerals into the diet on a regular basis. So if you, if you, uh, are already a, an energy bits user, or if you want to check them out, uh, head over to energybits.com. Um, I'm a fan of the recovery bits, actually a slightly different, uh, type of algae, but still provides all the same benefits basically. Um, and make sure you use the code Dizruns at checkout so you can save 20% on your order. Uh, again, energybits.com, type in the, the discount code Dizruns, all one word, and save 20%. And now let's go ahead and get on with today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, my guest today is someone that I recently started chatting up with on uh, social media, which is kind of how a lot of people come about uh, into my world and onto the show. And after really just a quick back and forth of, of a few a few little, little blips of conversation, I went ahead and just asked her to go ahead and join me on an episode of the show. And uh, well, here we are. So today's guest is obviously a runner, and uh, she also kind of cares about health and wellness on a much broader scale. I don't know about you, but I know that I'm always looking for ways to kind of improve my diet and hopefully maybe improve my running at the same time. Uh, so without any further ado, I'm sure that's something that we'll be talking about today with uh, my guest for today's episode, Ms. Corinne Green. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Corinne. Really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That was an awesome intro. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's it's the one thing I script, you know, kind of peek behind the curtain. It's, it's the one scripted <laughs> bit of the show and everything else after that, we start flying from the seat of the pants starting right about now. So uh, guys, if, if you enjoyed today's conversation and maybe want to connect more with Corinne and find out what she's got going on and follow along, um, like I said, on the socials, it's, it's a great place to interact as, as most of us already know. Um, her handle on pretty much across all platforms is uh, at Zucchini Runner. So you got to be able to spell Zucchini, which can be... Uh, Slightly difficult, but yeah. Z-U-C-C-H-I-N-I runner. Um, I, I connected with her on, on Instagram, but she's on Facebook as well. And, and all across the places, you can find her, Zucchini Runner. Uh, and we'll have everything linked up, as we always do in the show notes. Today's episode, disruns.com slash 557. So, uh, Corinne, the way we always start off the show is with the same simple question that uh, for some runners is, uh, or some, some folks, it's a, it's a pretty simple question to answer. And for some, it, it really kind of leads to some head scratching and some, some thinking about it a little bit because uh, it, it can be a little bit difficult, but that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So 
this question for me is an easy one. As soon as I heard this on some of your other podcasts, I was like half marathon without a doubt. Okay. <laughs> um, I've done five K's, 10 K's, um, crazy distance, you know, trail runs and a handful of full marathons. But I think that the half marathon is my favorite because it's, it's challenging, but it's also over quickly. Mm. <laughs> it's not as torturous as a 5k and it's not as long and mental as a full marathon. So half marathons, definitely uh, my favorite. And in terms of training too, it's the easiest to train for, for me and my schedule and my life. I mean, when I was training for a full marathon, I remember being out there and on mile 16, trudging along and seeing everybody starting to go around about their day and walking mm. their dogs and playing at the park. And I'm like, why am I still out here? <laughs> why am I still doing this? <laughs> oh. So half marathon for sure. Yeah, that's, that's uh, as, as you probably would, would guess, it's a, pr a fairly common answer for, for a lot of the same reasons that, that you said. It fits into life a little bit easier. The, the recovery mm -hmm. process isn't, isn't as bad, things like that. Um, with that being a, a race distance that you enjoy, and, and also, I mean, it's just something that, that you know, like like you like you said and like others have said it's it's more manageable to to train for and kind of stay ready for. Do you, do you tend to to try to stay in about half marathon shape most of the time, or, or do you kind of let yourself, um, you know, relax a little bit when you're when you're not training for a race and then build back up? How does that play out for you? Well, since I live in Arizona, the summers are intense, and it's really hard to train through the summers out here. Some people do it, and it's just fine, but I don't deal well with the heat, but ironically. It's a, it's a dry heat. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's a dry heat. <laughs> yeah. You just melt as soon as you go outside. No big deal. Um, so I would say that I try to stay in half marathon shape for most of the year, but when it comes to summertime, that's when I focus more on trail running. Mm. Cause then I can head up North to all the cooler places in Arizona and do some races up there. And then it's just, it's kind of my like mental break from the rigidity, if you will, of road running, um, to focus on trails and do some more lighthearted stuff, not worry about pace, just go out and run and enjoy. But I would say for the rest of the year, when it, you know, the other eight months <laughs> when it's mm -hmm. nice out here, um, I definitely try to stay, you know, my long runs are around 10 miles. Right. Right. And yeah. I mean, if you, if you do that, you can, you can basically jump in a race anytime you want to, and, and maybe not be able to, to race your best of, of the best, but you can go out there and do a half marathon anytime. No, no question. Yeah. It's just how painful right. will it be? <laughs> how, how trained are you for it? You know, cause I've definitely had those where I'm like, oh, I could do this. I, I did one 10 mile run. I can go out and do this half marathon and then I you know, can barely walk. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it always depends. I heard there's a quote somewhere. I can't remember who said it, but you know, something about, uh, it's, it's the, the pace that kills never the intensity or never the distance. Sorry. It's the pace, not the distance. Yes. So, you know, you, you, yes. you could have gone out and just cruised 13 without being that big of a deal. But it, yeah, if you start to decide to race it and you're not well prepared, um, yeah. that's where you get yourself into trouble. Yeah. That's a good quote. I like that. I haven't heard that, but it's very true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how'd you, how'd you get into our sport? Where, where did you, uh, get, get bit by the running bug? Uh, how, how long has it been and, and how'd you get started? Well, I have liked running ever since I was a kid. Mm. When we had gym in, you know, grade school and we would run the mile, I, I really liked running the mile then. I liked doing sprints. And then when I was in high school, I was on track for a couple of years. Um, and then when I was in college, I used running to kind of unwind a little bit, but it wasn't like one long, you know, stream. It was like bits and pieces all throughout my life. Um, 
So it's always been something I've enjoyed, but I didn't really, really get into it until, gosh, probably when I was like late twenties, early thirties, I was, um, in a not so great marriage at the time and my escape was running. And so that's when I started getting a little bit more serious about it. And I was older. And so I had kind of more of that mental strength, you know, with runs to go out and like get a little bit more serious about it. And then didn't really get serious about it and actually start like doing a, you know, races and stuff like that until, um, probably eight years ago. Mm. And I was, um, I was watching Biggest Loser, which is funny. And these people were doing, you know, their last challenge was to run a marathon. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're going to run a marathon? You know, because at that mm-hmm. time, you know, the longest I'd ever run was maybe three miles. And so I was like, I can do this. I can do mar- I'm going to do a marathon, you know, <laughs> 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 I can do this. Um, and then I also watched um, Running the Sahara. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that? Uh, bits and pieces. And I've, I've had actually... Uh, uh, Charlie and Ray both have been two of the three guys from the, the, um, that documentary that have been on the show, uh, way back oh. in the, in the way back, uh, archives. Oh, I'm going to have to go and listen to that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So I watched that, um, with my husband and I was just sitting there in awe and I'm like, if these guys can run for days and days and days and mm-hmm. <laughs> just keep going, like it was kind of what you just said earlier about the pace and, and all that. I'm like, I can do it. I don't have to go race it, but I can, I can complete it whether I'm walking or running or whatever. And so that was like the initial, like that documentary really lit the fire under me. And it was like, yes, I can do this. I'm going to find a way to do this. Was it uh, a, a smooth sailing process or were, were there some, some, I, I mean, I have to imagine and now the laugh makes it even more imaginative that maybe it wasn't. So how, how did it, how did it play out for you? It was not smooth sailing. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to remember how this went. So going back to the, when I was married previously and it wasn't so great, I had gotten a couple of injuries at that point in time. Um, cause I would just go out and hammer the mm-hmm. pavement and, you know, there was no rhyme or reason to, I like, I just went out and ran as fast as I could every single time I went <laughs> and, you know, three to four times a week. And of course I got shin splints and then I had, um, what I know now is just a tight piriformis mm. and, but it was di- misdiagnosed as, um, bursitis. Oh, wow. And so I, for two years I, I stopped running cause I was like bursitis. Oh my God. Like they were, everything I had read about it, it was like surgery <laughs> was the only way to help it or just not running. So I just didn't run anymore, which at that point in time was really difficult, you know, decision to make. And then I started running again, you know, I got out of the relationship, everything's good, moving on with life. And you know, slowly started to run again. And that's, it started acting up again. And I was like, dang it. Like, you know, (laughs) I want to be able to do this. And so then I went to, after seeing the Sahara, you know, running Mm -hmm. the Sahara, that's when it kind of like motivated me to give it another go and try it again and, and just do what it takes to make my body cooperate basically. And like get to the root of it because I didn't feel like like something about the diagnosis didn't feel right to me, but at that point in time, it wasn't a priority to me to figure out what it was. But mm-hmm. I, I had reached this point now where I was like, okay, I do want to know and I can do this. And so I went to a different physical therapist and I remember sitting in the chair and explaining what I had to him. And he just looks at me and he's like, 
you're fine. You're going to be able to run again. It's not bursitis. And I was like, what? You know, (laughs) like, this is awesome. And so then he just told me it was a tight piriformis and that we had to stretch it and do strengthening exercises and that it would be fine. And he's like, you you probably shouldn't go run this marathon that you want. Because I had my eye on doing a marathon and the San Diego marathon, um, the rock and roll one. And he's like, you probably shouldn't do full marathon, but you, you'll be ready for a half by this point in time. And, and then I signed up for, um, have a suit half was my first half marathon. And my husband said that he would run it with me and do all the training runs with me. So I was like, all right. And so that was kind of, you know, I worked through the issues and he ran with me. And so that really helped. I think that was a huge, um, turning point for me. And then I was hooked. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and then, and then once you're hooked, you, you can't get away with it or away from it. So, um, yeah. obviously then ended up doing, doing a marathon at some point. What was, what was that first marathon like? Oh, so I ended up doing San Diego okay. eventually. Um, it was brutal. <laughs> you know, I remember, um, thinking that I was, you know, prepared for it and, and that I'd be able to do it and it wouldn't be as hard as everyone says, can't possibly be as hard as everybody says mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, mile 18 hit and I just hit the wall and mentally was just done. I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and I should back up and say that when I did the half marathon, I remember at mile seven looking over at my husband and saying, yeah, there's no reason to ever do a full marathon. I'm good. I am good with this half marathon. This distance is just fine, you know. So, yeah, during my first full marathon at mile 18, I just, I just, I had to walk. And that to me at that time was like disappointing because I had to stop and walk or, you know, and, but then I just, I just, I ran it and I pushed through and, and I learned from it and, and it was, you know, a great feeling crossing and getting the medal. And I just remember that my legs, I always described it as like unhinged tent poles, you know, when you're like mm-hmm. putting together a tent and they're all like rubbery and right, right. <laughs> that's how my legs felt. They were just like not really connected to my body and, but it was awesome. And my sister came in from out of town to surprise me. I had no idea that she like flew all the way out and they had picked her up from the airport while I was out running. And mm-hmm. so she was there with like a sign congratulating me and it was awesome. It was, it was a great feeling, but I wanted to do better. Ah. I wanted you know, so that's what kept me going back and training for more. And, and until I finally got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I got, I got a time I like now I'm good with the marathon thing. Maybe I should just stick with the half marathons. So, yeah, well, and that's, and that's, you know, one of the, the beauties of, of our sport is that, uh, you know, you can, you can find the right, you know, the right distance, the right intensity, the right, the right, whatever for you and, and, you know, hang out there for a while. And if you, if you ever decide, do you want to go back to, uh, to try in another marathon again? I mean, they're not going anywhere. You can always, you can always jump in one. Um, right. And I do have one. I mean, I always said, so back in, when was that? I think the beginning of 2014 was my last full marathon. And I was like, this is it. This is my last one. Like basically, you know, announced to everybody I knew who would listen that, you know, I'm not going to do any more full marathons. This is my last one. But now I'm kind of thinking about doing a (laughs) a trail full marathon. Um, that's up in Flagstaff this summer, like going into fall. I I did the half marathon last year. And as I'm doing the half marathon, I'm like, you know, of course I'm on the downhill flying in the last bit of the race. And, 
it was so much fun. And, you know, like I said, trail is so different than road because for some reason I feel like walking is more commonplace. Like there's more to look at and soak up and just enjoy being out in nature. You don't feel as rushed, I guess. And so as I'm going down this downhill and seeing the full marathoners, I'm like, maybe next year I'll come back and do the full marathon. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I saying? Like, why do, why do I want to do this? But so now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to see how all of my other races go leading up to that. But if I do it, there's going to be a lot of walking and a lot of taking pictures and just soaking it up. It's not going to be a race by any stretch. It's just going to be, yeah, I traveled 26.2 miles on my own feet. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not racing it, but yeah, it's, it's uh, famous last words of I'll never, I'll never do that again. Uh, you know, and, and, <laughs> right? um, yeah, if you, if you stick around the sport, if, 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 you know, even, even if the, the best of intentions that they'll, uh, it'll catch up to you. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how just a little, a little subtle change of, of environment, you know, between kind of a road and, and like you said earlier, a little bit more r- rigid kind of structure, rigid kind of quote unquote expectations that even, mm-hmm. you know, even if, if I don't know what what it is about, and I'm the same way about, about running a, a, a road race. It's like, I put more expectation on myself than a trail, a trail race at the same, the same distance. It's, it's, right. it's, it's kind of, of crazy how that works out. And, and you, know, you mentioned that, that, you know, on the trail, it's almost, almost expected sometimes that, that you might stop and walk a little bit or the, you know, big Hills, like, like, I'm not going to try to power up that. Like, I'm just going to hike it and, and enjoy, you know, yeah. enjoy myself, stop for pictures, whatever, enjoy nature. Um, is, is that what kind of draws you that, that more relaxed atmosphere that, that seems to be prevalent on the, on the trail scene, as opposed to the road scene? Is that, is that a big draw for you to, to continue the, the trail running thing and maybe do that, that, uh, marathon again, uh, you know, scratch that marathon itch again? I think so. And, and part of why I'm, I, I'm going back to this marathon is because I had registered for it way back in either 2012 or 2013. And then I ended up getting sick and, and just, I didn't get the training runs in. I mean, it's at like 8,500 feet elevation Mm -hmm. climbs up to 9,200 feet. And, um, you know, I'm down in the Valley a a thousand feet. (laughs) This is like a big, a big difference to go and do it. So it's a super challenging race. And I kind of just chickened out, like I got sick and then the training runs didn't happen. And so it's kind of like this bucket list item that I didn't know was a bucket list item until I was out there a year ago doing the half. (laughs) And then I'm like, I should really, I should really just come and do this. I think I'll feel good. You know, like, I think I'm in a better place now. I think that back, you know, when I originally registered for it, I was way more concerned about pace. Mm. And I felt like if I couldn't run it at that pace, then I I shouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Right. And so to, yeah. So to answer the question, it's like, absolutely. I think that's what draws me to trail running. That's what's always drawn me to trail running is that it's so peaceful. It's just you out in nature and you know, I don't wear headphones when I trail run typically, sometimes mm-hmm. I do, but, um, most of the time for safety reasons, I just right. feel like, you know, cause there's mountain bikers like whizzing past you sometimes and, and animals, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I want to know if I have a going to come up behind me you know? <laughs> and charge at me. So, uh, rattlesnakes. So it's definitely more, um, alluring, but I always also say to people that it's almost like a different sport. Um, at least, at least trail running on the trails that are right by my house. I mean, it's super rocky and there's like an ongoing joke that 
it's there's no no downhill no true downhill you're just constantly climbing even right. <laughs> you right. know you do you go up and down but it's like the elevation game just keeps going and going so yeah i definitely enjoy the serenity and peace of the trails and sometimes i'll just stop and close my eyes and just listen to all of the sounds around me it might sound you know kind of cheesy to some people but that's like where I'm at in my life right now, I'm, I try to do that, like take more time to just be mm-hmm. and be still and soak things up. And, and the trails are the perfect place to do that. I mean, we're all surrounded constantly by technology and tablets and just inundated with information nonstop every single day. And so being out on the trails is like my meditation and my release and kind of break free from all of that, even if it's just for a couple hours. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's certainly something that uh, I I know is an area that I should try to work on because I'm I'm you know like I, I the trail a the trails in Florida aren't aren't nearly um, you know that that technical that it's it's that much to worry about so I I find myself you know doing the same you know still being connected still listening to podcasts still listening to music whatever the case might be uh, but every mm-hmm. so often when I'm out on the trails and like you know a, a, an episode ends or you know the playlist winds down. Um, you know, I, I won't put something else on and it, it is mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, like you said, we don't get that silence very often, you know, between work mm-hmm. and life and technology and connected and, and, you know, it's, it's just nice to just have nature and nature sounds yes. and that's it. It's, it's really a, a great experience. Yeah. I mean, I've, I had a moment a couple of years ago, I, I was doing sunset trail runs a lot. So mm-hmm. after work I would go and hit the trails and, I just remember on one of these downhills, you know, cause always on the downhills is when everything feels super easy <laughs> right. and I was just going and the sun is setting and you know, I see like a little jackrabbit off in the distance and it just felt so natural. It felt like this is where we're supposed to be doing <laughs> this is where we're supposed to be, you know, like running on trails, not, you know, with traffic lights and cars and people almost hitting you and, you know, I think that might play a part in it too for me is that you just hear so often about horrible accidents that happen. And so to me, it's like, well, I'm, I was always worried about, you know, getting bit by a rattlesnake or something out on the trail, but I, you hear more stuff about <laughs> someone getting hit by a car, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, I don't know. So that's another draw, just like completely separate, get away from everything and, I'll take my chances with the rattlesnakes. I've seen quite a few and they just, they don't care. Right. As long as you don't do anything to them, they're not going to do anything to you, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's the same down here with, with the gators because obviously every, every, every trail pretty much, uh, there's a few maybe that are pretty much going to be dry all the time, but most of the trails there's, it's through swamps anyway. So, um, you know, you, you see them every once in a while and most of the time they're out in the water and they, they could care less and, and, you know, and if they happen to be blocking the trail, then you just turn around and go to a different trail. But, but even then you could probably jump over and they're probably not going to care that much, but I'm, you know, you run really? into a, run into a, a 10 or 12 footer. I'm not going to take that chance. I'll, I'll go, I'll go, yeah. hit, you know, I'll, I'll U-turn right here. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the nature tends to, to leave you alone as long as, you know, you're, you're leaving it alone too. And, um, one, one thing that's been on my mind since we started talking about this, this trail marathon, um, I don't know if you've th- had this thought yet, but, uh, be careful cause it's a slippery slope from a trail marathon to uh, a I trail know. 50k and then at that I point have. all bets are off i know i know and i have one friend he's like you're gonna do it you're gonna you're gonna be there and i was like no i'm not like i don't i just and i and i'm not i'm not gonna say never but mm-hmm. um it's definitely not something i ever have the desire to do like right 
now. Like when I think about it, it's just, it's not something that appeals to me personally. And I, I think that, um, everybody is created differently. Everybody's built differently and everybody can do different things and have different strengths. And I just don't think that that is my strength. <laughs> like I have endurance <laughs> to a point, you know, I have patience to a point. And, and, um, I think there's just some people who it's, it makes more sense for them to do it and they can, um, and they have the mental, like they, they are making the conscious choice. Like, yes, I want to be doing this. And I think this is going to be good. And right now I'm not there. So, I mean, you never know. It right. could, it, it could be something can change. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But like, um, as of right now, I don't think that I will. Okay. Well, just, you know, I, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I, I, I know, know that, I know. I know that, uh, ultra, <laughs> ultra running was my never, was, was my never for the longest time. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, eventually you, you start to dabble and then you try it. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not all in on, on being an ultra runner at this point by any stretch, but, um, you know, it's, it, I, I did one and I, it, I'm not planning on, you know, I'm planning on doing more at some point. It's just when, when yeah. the schedule lines up. So, um, right. but, uh, but you know, it, it's a good attitude to go into and, and definitely don't say never because that's when, of course, you're going to end up having to eat those words down the road at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's recorded nonetheless. Right. Yeah, now it'll live on for all, all, all perpetuity, whatever the word I'm trying to, all forever. Uh, you Perpetuity, know, there right? There you go. That's, that's the exact word. Yeah. That it just wouldn't come out. Um, uh, you know, shifting, shifting gears just a little bit, uh, Karen, but not, not too far off of the, well, certainly not even off the, the running uh, topic just yet. But one of the things that, that I know we went back and forth on for, for uh, a little bit before, before we put this whole, let's have a, a chat on the podcast, uh, you know, train in motion was, was heart rate training. It's something that, you know, I, yeah. I've been talking about it a lot. I did an episode a, a few weeks ago about, you know, kind of some of the things that I've learned in, in the first few months of really being dedicated to, to just doing heart rate training. And you'd, you'd said that it's something that you'd kind of dabbled in before, and maybe we're, we're thinking about getting back to uh, a little bit more seriously, if, if my memory serves, um, what's, what's your heart rate uh, training and, and running by heart rate, running by, by effort. Uh, what's your experience been like? Because I, I, it's something that I get a lot of questions about, but a lot of people are, are skeptical about the idea that no matter what the science seems to say and no, what, no matter what I'm, I'm starting to realize that the more I, I can stay consistent with it, that it really does work and it helps, at least it, for me, it's helped me get faster. I, I feel good. I, I don't feel as, as, as tired all the time, not as beat up, et cetera, et cetera. But, but what has your experience with heart rate training been like? So many things, so many things. So, um, I started heart rate training, I think three years ago, and it was back in 2015. And I, I, I you know, I bought one of the books. I, I'm not even going to try and say the title cause I'll mess it up. <laughs> um, but I bought a heart rate training book and I was doing the workouts that were in the book. I went and got a VO two max test done on a treadmill so that I knew my like actual zones for my personal body. Mm. Um, was super strict about it for maybe three or four months. And then, um, it was in the summer that I was doing the running. So it kind of made sense to, to do my easier run, you know, to get into this easier form of running in the summer because it's so hot here. Right. Um, but I kind of, I got out of it because I didn't notice anything beneficial at that time. And I think it's because I started in such the heat of the mm -hmm. summer. Like I almost noticed it, uh, a decrease in, in everything. Right. <laughs> um, and I think it was because I was doing too little. And so it's been a very like roller coaster, uh, learning process for me with the heart rate training. Um, and so where I'm at now 
is I just make sure that I don't ever get into the max Mm. heart rate zone on any of my runs unless it's for a very short amount of time. So for me, I try to just keep my heart rate under 160. Mm -hmm. And I know on one of your podcasts, you said 140. And then I'm like, oh man, maybe I should be keeping it lower. (laughs) So I've been like paying more attention since then. But for me, it's been working pretty well to just not go above 160. And that's, that's threshold still. Mm -hmm. So that's just once, you know, for people who don't know anything about heart rate training, that's just like one step below max. Um, but the threshold range is pretty big. It's usually like, I think for me, it's like 147 to 160, like the high one sixties. And then you get into max, um, Mm -hmm. at that point. But that has seemed to work really well for me because when I do, and that's, that's just like a regular, um, like a, like a, that could be in a tempo run that I would be in threshold, um, for part of it and then do like little cool downs. If I'm doing intervals, I'll mm-hmm. just walk and then that'll bring my heart rate way down so that my average heart rate, I just try to keep it so that my average heart rate is always under 160, which was just in the summer. And when I first started it, trying to do that, it's like I was walking yeah. all the time. It like to, to do like a zone two run in the summer, I was like going, so slow that I'm like, I should just walk at this point because I'm just going to hurt myself trying to run this slow, you know? Um, but I will say that I got consistent. So in 2016, I kind I didn't run as much. Mm-hmm. I kind of took that year off and that's a whole other conversation for a different podcast probably as to why I did that. But, <laughs> um, I got back into running more seriously again in 2017 was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, start doing this more. And so the beginning of this year, I ran a half marathon and was like, okay, I'm going to try and beat one of my previously, oh, I can't believe I got this time, times. Um, And I, all of my training runs were very, um, like in a lower heart rate zone and just not super, I didn't go max on any of them, mm. but then come race day, I didn't look at my heart rate at all. And I just ran by feel and just, I had a really good race and I ended up being in max heart rate for probably 45 minutes of the race. You know? Um, but I felt okay afterwards. And I think that that's the biggest difference with heart rate training is that you, you do all of the work and you, you're building up your muscle, like the heart is a Mm -hmm. muscle. And, you know, it's just like anything else. If you work it too hard, too fast all the time and never give it a chance to take a break or just, um, rest, (laughs) you know, it it never truly gets a break. It's always working. Um, I think that's why it's so effective to do the heart rate training the right way, but you've got to find what the right way is for you because, I'm going to say it again. Every single person is different. Mm -hmm. Every body is different and everybody reacts differently to it. And I think when I first started it, it was too, too slow, too low of zones for what the training plan had me doing. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been interesting to, to continue to, to learn more about it and some of the different, the different lines of thought and and the different, you know, experts that, that, um, are all kind of saying the same thing, but they're, they're coming at it from different directions and how that applies to, us as, as normal, you know, non, non elite runners and, and things like right. that. And, and it's, it's been crazy. And, and, and you touched on it, um, to me to, to, even though I kind of knew these things, I think going into this experiment, but you know, 
seeing how the different factors really impact, you know, I'm trying to be pretty strict with my heart rate uh, and, and, and my, my limits and not going above them very often. And it's like, you know, if you, I used to always have a cup of coffee before I'd go for a run and now it's like, mm. Oh, can't do that. Like, don't want to, don't yeah. want to give nope. <laughs> you don't want to have that extra little, little jolt or I'll be, I'll be going really slow or, or you know, the, the heat. And that's something that, um, you know, I'm not going to shy away from this year, this, this summer, but definitely interested to see, you know, how, how, much slower I'm going to have to go as I'm dealing with, you know, the heat and humidity at four o'clock in the morning that, that, uh, is just, you know, it's, it's an extra strain on your body. And so your heart yeah. beats stronger to, to, to deal with it. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting, but I always love to, to see how that works. And, and, you know, like you said, you, you're able to run, you run your race fairly, fairly hard without, without getting beat up too bad or not feeling like you're, you're beat up after the fact, which, which just goes to show that, that running easy or in, in the easiest range, most of the time kind of seems like it, it really worked for you pretty well. Yeah. And, and I wasn't, I was in, you know, I still had plenty of threshold runs. Like mm-hmm. I said, um, I was still, you know, just trying to keep it under 160 and I just didn't go into the max. And I, and I don't want to speak for all runners. So I'll just say for me, I, like I said, when I was running, you know, over 10 years ago, when I first started getting into it and I would just pound the pavement, like I knew that I was running hard, but I didn't know, like I, I'm, I can guarantee you if I put on a heart rate monitor on my old self, (laughs) I was running at max every Mm -hmm. single run, but I didn't know. I mean, I think that a lot of people think that if I'm out running, especially when you're new to running, if I'm out running, I need to be completely out of breath and not um, able to hold a conversation when it should be the exact opposite on all of your runs, except for maybe one a week, you should be able to hold a conversation. And if that means you have to run what you think is really, really slow, then that's what you have to do. And eventually your body, you know, you'll get used to it and you'll be able to run a little bit faster and a little bit faster and still hold that conversation. But I think for me, that was the number one mistake that I made is I just, you know, floored it every mm-hmm. single time I went out the door and thought that was normal, <laughs> you know? Well, and, so. and, and yeah, and, and I don't know if sadly is the right way of saying it, but it's, it's, it's a common misconception you know among among new and and some people that have been running for a while as well that you know for what yeah. you know their their genes are such or that they've been been fortunate that they haven't had too many injuries to deal with and so it's just like go hard all the time um yeah. and that's that's you're playing with fire you know maybe you can keep getting away with it but eventually uh, the odds are that that's going to catch up to you and you're going to have some problems like you've like you experienced um and kind of learn from and and i've mm-hmm. tilted the, the scales the other way and and it seems to be working for you so you know by all means keep on keeping on yeah so uh, I, I do want to switch gears a little bit and get into some of the the, the nutrition bit and some of the uh, you know the 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 uh, being plant based and, and and a whole host of, of questions that I have around kind of you know some some things in the kitchen that, that maybe would be uh, relevant to us all as runners. But before I do that, I want to take a, a quick second and pay a couple bills and, and remind everybody that uh, Energy Bits is a is a um, uh, and it actually is a, a fitting kind of sponsor for today. You know funny how that works out. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you're somebody like me who probably could use to get a few more greens into the, into the diet on a regular basis, um, even though I'm trying, even though I continually try to, to eat more veggies, um, it's just, it's just an area that I know I struggle with and energy bits is a, is a great way to get, you know, some, some, it's, it's basically they're, they're algae tablets made of, of different types of algae, super, you know, all kinds of vitamins, minerals, the, the whole nine yards. Um, and, and, you know, for somebody again, like me, who's trying to get better, but isn't quite all the way there yet you know one way to, to, to try to bridge the gap a little bit is to grab a handful of of of, of energy bits or recovery but they got a couple different varieties that all basically are kind of doing about the same thing um grab a handful 
slug them down with some water and and there you go you got you got a whole host of vitamins minerals and and uh, a lot of the benefits that uh that I, I don't get from as many veggies as I should be eating, although hopefully that's going to change, and, and Corinne's going to help me figure out some ways to do that. But uh, if, if you want to check out Energy Bits for yourself, if you haven't done so already, um, head over to energybits.com and use code DISRUNS at checkout, and you can save 20% on your order. So you know it's a little little way to help uh, help you out. That that throws a couple of shekels into my, my account as well. When, when you do that, it triggers to them that, that you know you came referred from me, and it, 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 advertising dollars well spent, the whole nine yards. Um, so uh, energybits.com, again, DISRUNS at checkout, all one word, D-I-Z-R-U-N-S. Yes. So, Corinne, now, now that you know all of my, my dirty secrets when it comes to, to <laughs> diet, um, I, I, I like to think I eat pretty well with the big exception being that I don't eat enough plants. I, I know that that's the fact. I, I don't eat really any processed food, uh, pretty much no extra sugars, not a lot of oils, things like that, other than kind of the healthy fats. And, and uh, But I, I, I am a... A metasaurus, you know. I I, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy eating eating um, a- animal proteins, but again, I know that I need to do a better job with when it comes to veggies. And a big part of my my hesitation is that you know it's like you can only steam or saute things so many times before you just kind of get sick of doing the same thing over and over and over again. So um, I, I'm, you know, I'll set, I'll, I'll use that as kind of the setup to, to start getting into the, the, a little bit of conversation when it comes to, to kind of being plant-based and having a variety in your diet. Um, Cause I'm assuming that that's kind of the case with you. If you're going to be plant-based, you're probably eating a bunch of different types of plants and, and getting the whole colors of the rainbow and, and all those types of things that I strive for. Um, am I, am I on track that that's, that that's, um, kind of how you do it and how do you, well, actually back up just a second. How did you get into being a, a plant-based, um, you know, runner or just a plant, a plant-based human in general? And then we'll kind of go from there for maybe scratching my edge for some ideas to, to be a little bit better, uh, at, at incorporating more veggies into my diet. Okay. Um, so I have been a vegetarian since I was 19 and it started, I've, I've just never been one of those people who enjoyed meat. Mm. So for me, it was, an easy switch to make. Um, I think when I was like seven or eight, I was eating a chicken wing and I saw a vein in it and it just mm-hmm. totally creeped me out. And I asked my mom, it's like, is this a vein? Like, <laughs> like the veins that like you see in hands. Cause like that was the only connection I could make. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, it is just eat it. You know, like <laughs> typical mom of five. She's like, just eat that <laughs> this food. And it just grossed me out and I couldn't eat it. And then I had the same realization with ribs. I was eating mm-hmm. ribs once. And I remember at one point on a family vacation, we were driving past uh, cows on the side of the road. And this one cow was really skinny. And my brother said, Oh, you can see it's ribs. And I was like, ribs, wait, wait a second. Ribs? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I started making this connection. It just grossed me out. So like, it's, it, to me, it's just been, I don't know, natural. Like for me, it's not natural to want to eat meat for me mm-hmm. personally. It's not natural. So it's not, it wasn't a hard switch. I had a friend in college who was like, oh, I went vegetarian and I lost some weight. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to do that too. I don't really like to eat meat anyway. And Mm. so ever since then, I just, I cut more and more stuff. I was just eating fish for a while. And then I was just eating tuna fish Mm. and then I was eating shrimp and I got some funky shrimp that scared me. And so (laughs) I stopped eating that, you know, like they still had the, uh, thing Mm. that I don't know what, (laughs) like a little black thing that goes around in the back. And I was like, Oh, so it's just always grossed me out. And it's really easy for me to not eat meat. The harder thing is cheese and eggs. Mm. Um, so that I go back and forth on all the time right now. I'm in a, um, no 
like I still eat bits of dairy. Like if I go out to a restaurant and I get a salad and they sprinkle feta cheese on it, I'm not going to send it back and right. tell them that it needs to be completely vegan just because it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's in everything. And it's not that it's impossible. It's just that I choose to, you know, I, I go 99% vegan <laughs> right now. Um, but you know, if I get cheese and I'm on a pizza when I'm out with family, like a little bit of it, that's totally fine. And I'm okay with that. And, um, if there's eggs in something like I'll eat that. So I, that's why I say plant-based because there are people who are hundred percent vegan, mm. hardcore. And, you know, I, I don't want to identify as that because that's not exactly what I am. And, but, um, that's, and the eggs, they gross me out too sometimes. So that's, why, that's why I don't eat those. So but that's basically what it comes down to. But then the secondary thing is health reasons, obviously. Um, for me, it's it felt better right away. As soon as I cut meat out of my diet, I noticed that my digestion improved. And um, same thing with dairy. I went through a period where I was kind of lactose intolerant. That was a stressful time in my life. And, you know, your intestines are your emotions. And so I was going through a stressful time and the dairy just, it couldn't, I couldn't handle it at that Mm. point. So I've gone through different, um, phases of that, but that's, that answers the question. Very meandering. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's, that's fine. And I, I think that I think that, that in my experience of, of talking to folks at, at various points along the way, that's kind of, of common is that, you know, it's, it's a, a dabble. And I, and I love, I, I appreciate the, the honesty that, you know, you kind of go back and forth sometimes and that, and that's okay mm-hmm. too, that you don't have to paint yourself into one box and, and, and that's it. Like, you know, right. it's, it's, it's okay to, to come and go and, and, you know, depending on whatever your definition is of, of whatever, of anything really. I mean, you could do that with heart rate mm-hmm. training. You could do that with, with right. yoga. You could do that with it, with anything of, of how you, you might kind of come and go from it. Um, and, and in this case, we're talking obviously about being plant-based. So, um, you know, to kind of get back into, to what I had kind of set up before, you know, for somebody like, like me, um, who, who, Honestly, I really do want to eat more vegetables. I just don't make it happen. And and I have nobody to blame but myself since I do the majority of the grocery shopping, I do the majority of the cooking at our house. Um, you know, it's it falls on me as as far mm-hmm. as as being better uh with with putting more more veggies on on my plate, on my wife's plate, on my daughter's plate. Um for for somebody like that, somebody who who is trying to to be a little healthier, get a little more a little more plants into the diet. Outside, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're pretty good with with broccoli, with carrots. Uh, my daughter likes corn a lot. I, I kind of try to stay away from it a little bit. Um, but but the simple things, you know, we can kind of handle that. But but where is a good place to kind of start to to branch out a little bit and add some more, whether it's different types of produce, different ways of preparing it, things like that. Um, and I know that's a very broad and not very probably great question to to ask. But um, you know, for, again, for for somebody who's trying to get started, whether it's it's myself or or people listening, um, any any good suggestions for ways to start getting a little bit more. Uh, uh, you know, greens and produce into the diet? Well, in a normal situation, if someone asked me this question, I would put the question back on them and say, why do you think that you don't, like, what's your number one blockage? Like, what's your number one barricade to um, eating more plants? Um, I think that, that for me, it comes down to, well, this is such a terrible answer, but it's, it's, it's true. So why, why not, why not <laughs> just be the truth? Right? Just say why, the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll help um, other people too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I have my, like I said, I have my, my handful of things that, that, you know, 
I, are things that either I, I've eaten forever as, since as a kid growing up um, that I've that I've tried that I you know I, I know how I like them I know how to prepare them things like that and I I am a cheap 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 sob and I hate the idea of <laughs> buying things that I don't know if I'm going to like them or I don't know how to prepare them and then wasting it because I didn't like it or. I prepared it in a way that just wasn't wasn't something that I would like, and so then and then and then I, you know when I do that, then that immediately turns me off to that that type of of food forever, um, you mm-hmm. know at least in my mind. So I think that there's a little bit of a of a fear factor as far as you know, yeah, that that might look good and maybe it sounds good, but like I I, I don't know if I could prepare it, and so I'm not going to even try type of thing if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, so I would say that. In, in your case, and I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people, um, it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be fancy. And I think that with some things with vegetables, you know, like you said, you've tried something and maybe it didn't come out right or whatever. I mean, we don't eat anything fancy. Like mm-hmm. we, we, the bean, like what we eat is just green beans, peas, broccoli, asparagus, cauliflower, And the reason that we eat those top five things is because we go to Costco and we go to the freezer section and we buy a gigantic bag of pre-washed, pre-cut, organic, frozen vegetables. Mm -hmm. And then we have them in the fridge and they don't go bad. You don't have to worry about prepping them right or wrong because it's already done for you and it's inexpensive. So problem solved. That's that works, and, and, that's, and, and, and I, I, I appreciate that because you know it's it's one of those things, and, and I don't know that I've had this problem, but I know that that it's something that, that can be out there. That you know, if if you're going to get, you know, kind of maybe the misperception that that frozen food is just you know, it's it's not fresh, so it's not good. But but that's not the case because a lot of times mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can clue this up more than I can probably, but a lot of times the frozen the frozen stuff was picked actually when it was actually fresh as opposed to before it was yes. ripe and then shipped. So it may even be almost in a lot of cases more healthy than some of the stuff that you might find in the produce section, at least from a, a nutrient density perspective. Yes, exactly. Um, and you know, I've been living off of that stuff for <laughs> a while and, and I'm pretty healthy. So, um, I, I would say I haven't noticed a difference in, you, you know, a canned vegetables are where there's no nutrition. You're mm-hmm. just basically eating fiber at that point. Um, but when it's frozen, you're, you're exactly right. It's picked when it's ripe versus before it's ripe and it's flash frozen immediately and then shipped off to you. And then we steam them. Most of the time we steam them. Um, and there's, we also, they do Brussels sprouts too, um, that are already seasoned at Costco. Those just like, you know, come and go. And some of these, you know, all of them come and go, you know how, I don't know if you guys know how Costco is, but you know, they'll have something that you love for three months and then (laughs) they'll switch it out to something else. And you're like, no, where did the Brussels sprouts go? But, um, and there are, there's, you know, tricks to certain vegetables, but I would say, um, don't overly complicate it and just kind of shift your thinking instead of thinking, oh, we're going to have burgers tonight. And, you know, maybe we'll have this as the toppings on the burger and then maybe we'll have, um, like cut up fruit or whatever. Instead of thinking of the meat portion of the meal first, think of the vegetables first because you want to eat more of the vegetables anyway. Mm -hmm. And then a smaller serving of the meat. If, you know, if you're still, if you're just trying to add more vegetables to your diet. Um, so that's what I always recommend to people is to just shift your thinking. Don't look at, 
the meat as the star of the plate, look at the vegetables as the star of the plate. And that right there will help you um, kind of shift things around because meat is easy. Meat is already done for you basically without getting into the, (laughs) like you don't have to do anything, but pick up a package and it's prepared and it's done. Mm -hmm. And so that's the easy part. The vegetables are definitely the harder part. So give them more focus and more attention. And then the other thing that I would add when you were talking about like flavors and that type of thing, spices. I mean, it's the same thing with meat. You can't just throw a burger. Mm. I mean, you can, but it's not going to, depending on the quality of the meat, it could taste good or bad or whatever, but you know, you're always going to season that even if it's just with salt and pepper. So you have to do the same thing with vegetables. And a lot of the time, if you pair vegetables with some sort of fat, whether it be coconut oil or uh, margarine, like a vegan margarine or olive oil, you know, that always helps the flavor. It helps to just brighten it up a little bit and experiment Mm. like we we have tried so many different varieties of spices and yeah sometimes the thing you know stuff doesn't turn out but you know you did the work (laughs) you've got the food you're eating it and you don't want to waste it so you just eat it and try again the next time and come up with a different, you know, spice. Oh, I, I, turns out I don't really like cumin or it turns out Mm -hmm. I don't really like curry, you know, but a lot of places have spice blends and that's a good place to start too, because then that way they have the blend already done for you. It, you know, hopefully is, is something that is good and agreeable to your palate that you can try and, and use on it. Um, hummus is another good thing to add into your vegetables. So, we eat what we call veggie mash a lot of the time in our house. And it's just exactly how it sounds. It's just a bunch of vegetables. Like we'll do broccoli and peas and green beans that are all cut up. And then we'll put in a little packet or a little scoop of hummus to add some creaminess to it. Mm. Um, salt and pepper and, you know, one of our favorite, um, spice blends and, we kind of have different, like a Mexican spice blend and an Italian spice blend and an Indian spice blend. So, so you get, you can change the flavor profile of the vegetables, the same vegetables that you're eating (laughs) with Mm -hmm. some spices. And then we'll usually add, um, beans like a protein, like chickpeas or black beans or kidney beans or white Northern beans that type of thing. And then, you know, also at Costco, we, we go to Costco for everything. <laughs> they have those seeds of change, um, pre-made it's like brown rice and quinoa blend packets. You just literally tear open and can have it, you know, the rice and at the base of it. And then you can have the vegetables and, uh, bean mixture on top of it. And, I mean, that's, and, and if you're, you know, that's, we don't have any meat, but like you could pair that with mm-hmm. whatever meat you wanted to have small, small portion of there and just make sure that, you know, half of your plate is vegetables and that would be a good way to incorporate it in. Yeah. There's, there's obviously a lot of, a lot of goodness in there and, and, uh, things that, that people can go back and listen to. And, and one of the, the big things that, that stood out to me is that, um, you know, Pretty much, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Corinne, but uh, pretty much every quote unquote diet out there, whether you're talking paleo, whether you're talking, you know, the the low carb, higher fat type of diets, anything that, that you know, vegeta- well, obviously vegetarians is going to fall into that, that category as well. But, you know, mm-hmm. all of the, the quote unquote diets that, that are okay with, with eating meat and, and maybe promote it for, for their, their take on health benefits and things of that nature, um, 
none of them say that, that the meat should always be the star that you should be eating nothing but at least maybe most of them don't um mm-hmm. the, the more reputable ones they're all they all still say half of your plate should be vegetables half of you you know so mm-hmm. so to, to, to like you said earlier to to make sure to still think of you know think about the the veggies first and then how you're going to pair that with if you're going to add meat to, to add meat or how you're going to pair that with with other other starches or other proteins or whatever you're going to do think about those veggies first and get get those taken care of and after that it's it's pretty much smooth sailing whichever direction you want to go yeah exactly yeah. All right. Well, challenge, challenge accepted. I'm going to have to, uh, to up my game now because it's, it's all on the record. Uh, just, just like it's on the record that, you, that you're that you kind of maybe slippery sloping into ultra territory. I'm on the record now. No. Slippery, slippery sloping into uh, to, to doing a better job um, with, with the veggies and, and making that happen. Eat so, more plants. Yes. Eating, eating more plants. I'm going to make it happen. Going to make it happen. And, and Corinne, you and everybody else can hold me accountable to that. Um, and I've got a few weeks before this conversation airs to, to make to make sure that I'm on the right track uh, and getting started. We'll look for some some Instagram stories. Yes, <laughs> yes, sure they're in there. Gonna, gonna have to do it now. So, uh, Corinna, yeah. thank you, thank you for that. And and like I said, lots of, of good things in there. I'm gonna go back through it a couple times and, and kind of you know refresh and, and maybe uh, start start a, a few conversations on on the social medias with some questions along the way. But um, I, I I could keep going and talking about this forever. But at some point we're gonna have to to wrap this thing up. So, um, yeah. but before we do, uh, gotta gotta ask the philosophical question. Um, and as you know, these can be short answer, long answer, medium answer, anything, anything goes, uh, but just kind of your, your take on, um, at, at this point in your life, you know, with, with where you are, um, you know, as, as a runner and, and where you are in your life outside of running, um, what does, what does running still bring to your, to your life that, that keeps you wanting to, to get out there and, uh, you know, pound the pavement, hit the trails, whatever the case might be on, on the day. And as the weather dictates, um, what, what keeps you, what keeps you involved in the sport? Why, why, um, for you know, maybe some things that we touched on, I've got a couple ideas in mind, but I'm not going to tarnish the waters with that. Just, <laughs> just going to ask, why do you, why do you keep running? What, what does running mean to you at this point in your life? Um, running to me is consistency and my form of meditation, I would say, um, because it's something that I've always enjoyed ever since I was a little kid and even though there's been just so many like ups and downs and variances in life as there are for everybody, running has been the one thing that's always kind of stayed in the picture <laughs> and been there for, for me, you know, even through injuries and because um, I know it's something that I can always pick up and do. So I would say, you know, it's just been my constant and I I don't ever see a time where I won't be running. I mean, then. I'm sure at some point in my life I will, but, um, right now, um, I just really, really enjoy it. It's, it's, a a good way to get out and, and have me time. You know, I'm, I'm pretty introverted, um, <laughs> which I don't know if some people meet me in person, you might not think that, but, um, it's definitely like my recharge time to mm-hmm. just be by myself. And so I don't think that's ever going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Think you, a lot of people can probably relate to that, and it's uh, mm-hmm. a, a great, a great, great place to kind of put a bow on this thing today. But uh, certainly, keep keep getting your me time. Keep keep getting out there. Yeah. Keep doing your thing, and and uh, we'll all keep doing that as well. So um, again, guys, at Zucchini Runner on on all things social, disruns.com slash five five seven is the uh, link for the show notes. We'll have some things linked up here, and and stay tuned for me posting some food food photos. <laughs> I will. I'm going to keep an eye out. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, Corinne, thank you uh, so much for the time today. Certainly uh, appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. So looking forward to staying in touch and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. It's been great.
All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Corinne and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was what was something that we talked about that uh, made you think a little bit or, or took you by surprise or, or made you reconsider something that uh, maybe is, is a, a long stance that you've had on a certain topic? Um, for me, you know, you probably figured it out by this point that, that most of my takeaways, most of most of the, the things that really uh, took me back um, were related to the diet conversation. I mean, I, lots of great stuff with her running, obviously, but I was I was certainly scratching my own itch a little bit when it comes to eating more plants uh, and 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 talking to her a bit about that and and some you know trying to find some ways to to add more vegetables into my diet on a regular basis. And um, you know, she she said a couple of things that that really stood out. Um, and and I'm going to go in even farther than I did on the episode about this when it comes to to making vegetables something that you actually put some thought and effort into thinking about beforehand, as opposed to making that the afterthought of, Oh, what am I going to have with my, you know, insert steak, chicken, fish, whatever the case might be tonight. Um, she's right. She, she was a hundred percent right that for me in the cooking that I do for, for our family, that the veggies tend to be kind of that afterthought. You know, when Rebecca asked me, Hey, what, what are you, you know, do you have plans for dinner? What are you going to make for dinner tonight? Um, it's never, Oh, you know, we're going to have this veggie and this veggie and this veggie. And, and we're also going to have, you know, some steak or some hamburger or some, some pork chop or whatever the case might be. It's always, Oh yeah, I'm going to make this. And it's always the, the meat dish, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the you know, kind of that's, that's how I think about meals and especially how I think about dinner. And, there's no reason that that can't change. There's no reason that I can't put more thought into the veggies and and having some different options and then how to prepare them or or what you know which different veggies are we going to have tonight in addition to whatever you know quote unquote side dish the meat happens to be for for that that meal. Um, just a completely different way of thinking about it. But if I'm going to tie it into running, it's it's the same thing that we tend to do with our warm ups, with our cool downs with our foam rolling, with our strength training, with all of those quote unquote little things that are so important. When we think of our running and our progress as runners, you know, we think of our training, our running, our, our, our speed workouts, our tempo runs, our long runs, our, our easy runs. We think of the running and all of the, the, the other stuff is simply becomes an afterthought. Oh yeah. If I, if I have time, I'll, I'll think about doing some foam rolling. I'll think about doing some stretching. Yeah. I, I definitely need to do more strength training. You know, how many of you have had one of those conversations with yourself? Lord knows I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty here too. Um, we make those little things an afterthought, just like I certainly am guilty of making the vegetables, the afterthought when it comes to the dinner. So there's a little tie in with my takeaway today of how, you know, it's, it's the same in both, in both situations with running and with, with my diet, that some of the things that I make an afterthought of need to be as much, if not more of a priority than the thing that to me is the quote unquote main dish. Um, so a little bit conflicted today, a little bit, uh, uh, reminded that I, I need to do better on, on, on multiple fronts of turning some of the things that I've deemed an afterthought into more of a priority. And, uh, that was my takeaway from the conversation today with Corinne. What about you? What stood out to you from our conversation? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizrun. Shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And as always, you can head over to the show notes for this episode or any episode and, uh, leave your feedback, comments, takeaways there as well. And again, for today's episode, that's Dizruns.com slash five five seven so with uh with that that's where we'll go ahead and put a bow on this thing for today thank you for listening hope you enjoyed this conversation um and uh thanks also to energy bits for supporting the show and thank you 
you guys for supporting the sponsors. You, you're supporting the sponsors, whether it's Energy Bits, whether it's Health IQ, whether it's RunningShoesGuru.com, um, whoever it is. You, 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 when you support the sponsors, it helps them to their business to continue to grow, which helps them to want to advertise on the show, which obviously that helps keep the lights on here and, and keep the show growing on, on my end as well. So thank you for supporting this, the uh, sponsors in today. Again, EnergyBits.com. Diz runs at checkout to save 20%. And uh, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. See you guys.